0: relationships and really it's a time in life when young people are trying to understand and learn and know what true relationships are what love is and all this kind of stuff i've seen these situations ruin events hey guys so i sat this morning and even the past day or so and just kind of thought a little bit in my mind reflecting on Wednesday night and looking back over my notes a little bit and kind of went back and forth on whether or not to really do a rewind for this week's class as I mentioned on Wednesday night but ultimately just came to the thought and feeling that we did need to go ahead and do one and it was good to go ahead and do one because this is an important topic. Um, since Wednesday night, I've had several parents contact me, uh, or Beth and thank us for addressing the topic and kind of going over it some, because the fact is this is something that's needed. So I'm quickly going to just review a few of the things that I mentioned on Wednesday night, especially in the avenue of rules, so to speak for us and for our group, for our facility, uh, for classes, changing times, different things like that. But I also want to jump into the scriptural reference and the reason why I did focus on a couple of these things. But first let's let's jump into kind of some of the specifics that we talked about. So on Wednesday night we talked about the change in our schedule when it comes to Sundays and Wednesdays specifically when the building's gonna be open, when the youth room will be open, and that kind of thing. So on Sunday mornings, church starts at 10 a.m. The Family Center will not be opened until between 9.45 and 9.50, that door that goes between the main sanctuary and the Family Center. Uh, In previous times, that door hasn't always been unlocked, and especially not early. Some of you would go around the front to come around and then hang out in that foyer area, Uh, but we're gonna stop that from now going forward. So that side door will be opened between 9.45 and 9.50. Um, on Wednesday nights, we know service starts at 7.30. Same door will be opened between 7.15 and 7.20 and not before. Youth are to stay in the sanctuary until these times that I just mentioned. I understand some parents get there early because of obligations with music and the end sound and different things like that. Some show up a little bit early to pray. All well, that's fine, but we ask that all students stay in the sanctuary in the main building until times when we go ahead and open up the building. The gym itself, at times, has kind of been a free for all where. If you get there early, run in there and shoot around, play around, whatever. We're going to stop that as well. The gym is not going to be a free-for-all. It is closed unless otherwise told. Now, that being said, we're not trying to be fun suckers and take away the chance to maybe hang out or have a little bit of fellowship or fun before service on Wednesday nights. So there will be some Wednesday nights where we'll post. We post on Facebook or we'll send a message out through our GroupMe app or something Everybody know that, hey, maybe this Wednesday night or uh, on a specific date, we're going to open the gym maybe at 7 o'clock. You can come in, shoot some basketball or maybe play some volleyball or whatever and kind of hang around and play a little bit. There will be occasional times where that will be open, but as a rule of thumb, that is no longer open as a free-for-all and is only allowed to be open if there is adult, more specifically a youth staff member that is available to be there to chaperone or to supervise no youth and I'm I'm adding extra emphasis here absolutely no youth are permitted in the Family Center for any reason without an adult without a youth staff member in there all of the adjacent rooms and uh, the other side of the building the classrooms, the kitchen, the evangelist quarters, the storage rooms, the closets. All these areas are completely and totally off limits to our students unless advised. For instance, we go there on a on a night to clean up or maybe to set up for an event that's coming up. And obviously in those cases, we'll be asking students to go to certain areas and grab things or help set up chairs or this or that. Or the, that is the exemption that uh, standard will be. Those areas are off limits unless... You're asked to be in those areas for a specific reason. Another topic or area, and maybe a reason why we kind of address this a little bit is because as we get to teenage years, students start to notice guys or girls and the whole like and dating and however you want to label it becomes the big thing. And it puts a challenge for us when it comes to youth ministry because dating is not always the easiest topic to address because people may have different thoughts and, and opinions on what may be allowed versus what isn't allowed. Different parents will have different ideas or different rules for their specific students and so puts us in a unique place of addressing it. However, I want to be completely clear in the fact that We are here to partner with parents. We're here to help your parents and to be support to them. So whatever rules they make for you at home, you go out with them, when you hang out with them, when they take you on dates or however they label it or whatever they allow you to do, by all means, they are your parent and they're in charge and their rules fly. However, when you're with us as a youth event, you're there for church were entrusted to us and our rules the the rules of the church or of the youth ministry of the youth group are what fly if your parents let you hold hands at home or sit together at home or whatever their rules are at home that's fine with us our rules apply period and that's simply how it has to be it comes to youth when it comes to church when it comes to youth functions there is no such thing as dating, so to speak, at our events. And the reason for saying that is that so many times in the many years that I've been in youth ministry, I have seen fighting. And it just ruins the entire event and it brings it down and it causes problems. one causes problems with other students because to events there are no physical contact Um, That will be allowed in any way, shape, or form. Um, Student B who are talking or dating or whatever. um, We plan and time that we put in to youth events is way too vitally important. In fact, we get so little time at times to make a difference. Souls are too important. Souls are too valuable. And your little spat with Johnny or Susie is not important. And it definitely is not more important than a soul. And so there is no such thing as dating on a youth event. Rules that we put in place to make sure that we're safe. Definitely not allowed to couple off, to be in areas that are secluded, uh, walking off in areas that uh, may hurt, uh to sit together on the van, to sit in front of or behind of each other, uh, monitored as others. It's about we're coming together for a youth event or for a function or whatever, Together to date, come in and hang out and spend time with each other and all that kind of stuff. But please know, you're not dating at a youth event. To uh, Galatians chapter 5, and we were looking at some of the words of Paul, been to some of these topics because you know we started to look and into scripture a little bit. Uh, which chapter 5 and uh, 15 it says, For you, my brothers are called to freedom. Do not let freedom become an opportunity for your sinful nature, but through love, serve and seek the best for one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one precept. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour each other through bickering and strife, watch out that you along with all you fellowship with, are not consumed one by another. He goes on further to say, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth after the Spirit, and the Spirit flesh, contrary one to another, so that ye cannot do the things That you would. And then he goes on to name a few things. The works of the flesh are, you know, adultery and fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such the like, which I tell you before, as I have told you in times past, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But he finishes by saying, But the fruit of the Spirit are love and joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there's no law. And we live in the Spirit. Let us also walk in the Spirit. And that last verse really ties it all together. And that's the biggest focus of what we talked about on Wednesday night, if we are of the spirit, if we're living in the spirit, if we're walking in the spirit, claiming to be Christian, we must also walk the walk. We can't simply talk the talk. We can't claim to be something we're not. Uh, For us to set ourselves up, to guard ourselves, and to put ourselves in positions that doesn't allow us to walk into these areas. Earlier in the scripture, when, when he talks about maybe not, Falling under the law, we're not being subject to the law. What he was saying was that if we put ourselves in bad positions, we're going to fall into bad situations. That's just how it is. We can't allow God's grace to be for sin. God's grace isn't a doormat that we can simply tread over just because we feel like following after the flesh because we're in a situation that allows us to, and then we can run back and repent later. That's not how it works. And we have to be oh so careful that we don't take advantage of the grace of God just because he offers us grace or just because he offers us forgiveness. saying, I'm sorry, but it's saying I'm turning away from sin. You cannot willingly sin with the thought of I'm going to repent later because you're completely negating the whole reason of sin is because of repentance. And repentance of sin remission grace we need to allow ourselves to be put in situations that we don't set ourselves up to fail i also feel at times that that as young people we struggle with truly understanding what love is feeling in our stomach and all that kind of stuff and it's she gives me goosebumps and my stomach goes upside down and all this kind of stuff to be way, 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 way more than just that little feeling. Relationships are built on trust. They're built on communication. It's not about control. You can't domineer over somebody and claim that's a relationship. You don't own that person and you can't treat them that way. We need to promote communication within our group. As friends, lifting each other up, talking with each other, just because a guy and a girl have a conversation doesn't mean that they're running off to get married or that they're trying to date. And we don't need to treat it that way. It's ridiculous to treat people that way. We have young people that I've seen in the past that are trying to live almost a life of a married couple with the restrictions that one or another is placing on each other almost as if they think they own this person because they're dating or talking or whatever, and, and that shouldn't be. That's not love. In fact, if we look to the Scripture, the Bible tells us in First Corinthians 13, love suffereth long and is kind. Love envies not. Love flaunts not itself puffed up. It does not behave itself improperly. It, it seeks not provoked. It thinks no evil. It rejoices not in iniquity, but in truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things, and it endures all things. Love never fails. Hope through some of these changes and some of the things that we've put in place here that we can see and understand that this isn't this isn't about rules. This isn't about dropping the iron fist. This isn't about taking away the fun. But rather, it's about putting ourselves in a place, rejection to each other, putting ourselves in a place of setting each other up for success. And I'm going to close with this. Um, Wednesday night, I mentioned the fact that there's already been little talkings back and forth about a situation that happened recently. And individuals almost acting as if this is all because of one person or or two people or one happening or whatever. And that's not the case. In fact, it's been long overdue because I've seen young people as we've started to see some of the group get to a point where they're a little bit older and they're recognizing each other and they're starting to talk or date or, again, whatever you want to call it, um, push these boundaries and understand or know why those boundaries are there. And so it's important for us to understand and know this wasn't about one situation or one person. There's nobody to blame. In fact, we can, we we can't even look at it in a place of blaming because the honest truth is the fact that this is so vitally important that we set ourselves up for success, that we set ourselves not in a place to be easily, um, sin or easily fall into temptation, but rather to set ourselves up to live a life that's holy because He's holy, making sacrifices and denying flesh what flesh wants because that is the essence of living a life that we claim to be Christian. If we truly want to be Christian, if we truly want to be what we claim to be, and not just a person who attends a service on a Sunday or a Wednesday, we must push away from flesh. We must deny flesh. We must deny sin. And we must follow after Christ. Too long already. Uh, We're going to finish it right there. I love you guys so much.